Hello listeners and welcome to a retrospective replay short. This is Unmetal. My name is Ian and with me tonight is Michael. Hello. Hello Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Can't complain. Same old, same old. <laughs> Good. So I guess we should explain to people the difference between tonight and how we've been running things so far. We we thought we'd try a different format, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, well, not a different format. We're still going to do the metal. We'll be back to Metal Gear next week. But this is something that's a one-off for a different game. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's just a demo of a game that's not released yet. But, yeah, yeah that, I think just that, to try something a bit different and see how that goes. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a bit of an experiment. And if people like it, if we like it, then we'll probably try and do a couple of these, a couple more of these. I mean, not as any regular frequency. You know, you won't get one every other week or something. You might get one every three months. But we'll just see how it goes. But this is quite a nice mid-season break because it's like the game is, well, the demo is unmetal. And it's clearly sort of spoofed on Metal Gear as well as a few other sort of 80s things, isn't it? Yeah, it's a parody of Metal Gear, of the Metal Gear games. Yeah. And, so and, and the... yeah, and it's 80s and 70s and 80s in general. Uh, so, the, you know, talk about it. It's made by, I think it's a solo developer called at Unepic Fran on Steam, or is it just Unepic Fran? I'll put a link to the game on Steam anyway. And it's published by Versus Evil. Yeah, Versus Evil. It's also available on Galaxy of Gaming. Galaxy of Games. Right. Yes. Right, okay. And I guess I just want to cover our socials again. So we're on Twitter as at Retrospective Replay and as on Facebook as Retrospective Replay Podcast. So on the game, I suppose. Yeah. So we'll just talk about, you know, the overall look, first of all. I mean, the first thing that hit me immediately was the fact I had like fake scan lines on, so it kind of looked old school. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a 2D, it's, it's all 2D. So. Yeah, it's all 2D, it plays like, um, it, it's the same sort of viewpoint as Metal Gear 1 and 2, isn't it? Uh, yes. The original Metal Gear 1 and 2. Yeah, I mean, although it, it looks a lot sharper in some places, like the conversation. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, of course, I mean, it's it's modern technology, isn't it? It's it's going to be nicer, you know, it's got voice acting, good voice acting as well, and it's and it's well written and quite funny. I talked to a guy who, who was talking as Jeff, um, the main protagonist sounded very like um, the Lonely Island guy, Andy Samberg. I know it's not, but it had that kind of a vibe. On IMDb, Andrew Miller is the voice of Jesse Fox. Master Miller. Master Miller. Oh my God, it's just, it's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. And he was in another video game called Ghost 1.0 back in 2016. I think the company, the developers on this, as you say, it's on Epic um friend uh but yeah. i think it's also um, being developed by versus evil and i think they've they're a uh an indie publisher that has a lot of other games that they've published but the on epic fran is this is their first foray into games from what i can see on um the listing on gog i want to say i'm, I'm not too sure i'm not too sure it would have been good if we actually looked this up beforehand but let well, me see I think he has, I think, I don't know if it's a he, 
I'm assuming it's probably a he. But no, this if this is a first attempt at the game, this is a very good first attempt. But I think the, the my friend was telling me that there was another game on on something on Liar or something, and I assumed it was by by the same person as well. But anyway, as we get on to the game, let's see. So like we're saying, speak big scan lines and you hit an options menu and then you start the game and there's a helicopter which looks a lot like a hind d doesn't it yeah a man starts to talk doesn't he and he says it starts with a soviet war helicopter traveling through allied territory which gets shot down and explodes and then the man gets arrested and he gets interrogated then the narrator then reveals that the pilot was him. So it's very classic 80s, isn't it? I think that, you know, the best thing about this game that I've found so far is the humour. The, the humour's great. Funny. I really yeah. enjoy it. Uh, so moves to interrogation room and an interviewer asks the prisoner's name and he says he's Jesse Fox. So Fox is in Grey Fox. Fox being the highest ranking squad member of Foxhound. Foxhound, yes. The interviewer then says he doesn't appear to be Russian, even though he's piloting a Russian helicopter just two hours previous. And then Jesse's got like a nice line. He says, I also drive a Toyota, but it, and I'm not Japanese. Yeah. Which is quite funny. It is quite funny, it is. Especially the guy doing the voice. It's a very good voice. It's like a really low, gravelly voice, isn't he? Yeah, it's like a classic 80s action hero, though. Yeah, he is. The interviewer then states that he is obliged to write down a report with his version of the facts before placing him under arrest. And he wants to know what Jesse was doing in the helicopter. Jesse tells the interviewer it's a long story. And then, again, it's quite funny. The interviewer turns around to his sergeant and says, bring him a coffee. Then the sergeant then delegates that task down to like a private and tells him to bring a coffee. And I thought that was quite funny. I was half expecting it when he said the second guy started saying it to be like this huge chain of delegation, you know? No, I thought that, that, I thought that would come as well, but it didn't. Maybe that makes it funnier in a way because you're kind of expecting it. It's something like out of space balls or something, isn't it? Yeah. So then Jesse starts to tell his story and he says in 1972, a crack commando unit threw him in prison for a crime he did not commit. And as they grab him, they say like, You're under arrest for a crime you didn't commit. Which is totally the A-team. It's the whole premise of the A-team. Um, but it's strange because then he's saying like, because it's meant to be, a couple of days prior, and he's going like, oh, well, in 1972, and it doesn't give you, it doesn't state, like, the timeline of the game. It doesn't tell you when it is. But if it wasn't no. 1972, it would be a weird way of start starting a story, wouldn't it? Like, oh, what did you do? And you, What did you do today? You know, and if your partner asks you what, you what you're doing today, and you're like, in 2021, I went to work, then I had lunch and came home. Just made me laugh a bit. Yeah. Clearly a lot in this, a lot of stuff in this, uh, this game does make me laugh. He then continues to explain he was imprisoned and then escaped from a maximum security stockade to the underground. The screen fades black and the text appears. Part 1, The Great Escape. And obviously The Great Escape is a, it's a movie from the 60s or 70s. Um, Steve McQueen? Steve McQueen, yeah. I mean, I know The Great Escape is not exactly a copyrighted sort of thing that it, it appears everywhere The Great Escape doesn't it, but it's yeah. just probably worthwhile mentioning. We then emerge in a cell, so now it's actual sort of how the game looks and it you know it's the same viewpoint as metal gear one and two so it's an almost an isometric camera uh, looking over jesse and we can run around the cell a little bit and after you run around for a, well you see the hood and the hood's quite nice it shows our level experience health points and any items you might have equipped at the time but right now we don't have anything and there's a really nice sunlight effect that shines through the bars on the floor 
Yeah, I mean it. It is. It looks nice. The game. I mean, for a two D. Yeah, two D pixel style game. It looks really good. And the game is like really narrative driven. So as we do stuff, Jesse talks, doesn't he? And it gives you the chance to interact with the story and shape the story as we go. However, I get the feeling, I know we haven't, we haven't even spoke about this game. Actually, it's the first time we're speaking about this game together, but I pretty much guarantee we've chosen the same options as we went. <laughs> yeah, probably. For the easier options. I, uh, I probably should have done the second run and went for the harder ones, but I did. No, the first, on one of them I picked a harder option and the other one then oh. I was like, oh, I'll do the easier option. That's, that's good because I just did the easy ones. Um, so we're in a cell with a double bed and a toilet. So the game's narrative driven and it cuts back to the interrogation and Jesse fills the interview out in the story. And as we walk around, the interviewer asks Jesse how he escapes and he says it was easy, he wrote a note. Inquiring where he had the pen and paper, Jesse replies that he used toilet paper and the rusty wire as a pen to draw his own blood. So to get these things, you have to like smash the toilet to get the toilet paper. And then the interviewer like, jumps in and says why didn't you just take the, the yeah why did you break the toilet why did you break the toilet and then he says what does jesse say he's got a nice line he says you know what it's like in prison it's kill or be killed and i won't be won't be killed by some dirty toilet <laughs> it's it's a bit um what would that i'm not even sure what like that's a similar line to it but it's almost a bit like duke nukemish isn't it yeah and then you punch the bed and that's where you get the wire yeah it makes sense not. yeah totally <laughs> Well, it's a spring, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. But I don't think they even put springs on beds and stuff like that, do they, for that sort of thing? Just in case, just so that you don't have to correct patch notes, it's a it's a bunk bed, it's not a double bed. <laughs> Did I say double bed? Yes. All right, okay. Well, you know, the guard might get a bit lonely at night. No, if you put the, if you have a, a, a bunk bed, then that leaves more space for activities. <laughs> So now you can open the inventory and you can combine items in the inventory, which you have to do quite a lot even in this demo. Even though the demo is only 45 minutes long or so, um, I think once you've done it once, you could probably blitz through it in about 15 minutes afterward. So you combine the, the toilet paper and the spring. Yeah, uh, the toilet paper and the wire. You combine the toilet paper and the wire and then we go back to the cell where Jesse, and he's now hanging from a noose with a note on his chest and a guard comes walking in. And as he, he opens and closes the door behind him and reads the note, and the note says, You schmuck, do you really think I'd be stupid enough to kill myself? Kill myself? <laughs> Which is so, yeah. like, literal. It is, that's almost a bit Metal Gear as well-ish, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when snakes, like, doing... How, did we cover that on the on the podcast last week? I can't think. We did, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Not sure. Anyway, well, okay, we're not talking about Mike. Don't give away a potential spoiler for season two. Um, and he kicks the guard and knocks the guard out. We get some on-screen text that explains that we can search guards, which after I did this once, I promptly forgot, which really slowed down my playthrough. But we got a key. You can leave and you can move down and out of the cell. As you move out the cell, the interviewer asks about the noose and says to Jesse, where did you get the noose from? Where did I get the noose? Are you seriously asking me that? I mean, it's kind of a running joke through, yeah. the, through the demo, isn't it? And he says, I'll tell you later. Yeah. There's another important thing as well about the toilet paper. It's, it's one-ply toilet paper. It's one-ply, non-scented, um, and non-embossed or, or whatever. It's a textured. Non-textured, yeah. Okay, so it's terrible toilet paper for prisoners. Terrible Tyler. <laughs> yes, it is. 
So as we leave, I imagine that's this is what the you know if if Fran on Epic Fran has de- developed sort of a a level building tool for themselves, then this is how the game might look whenever you make a level. You know, it looks a bit like blue graph paper, almost like blueprint paper, doesn't it? It's like yeah. blue and checkered, and Jesse then builds the world up and explaining he's surrounded by buildings with boxes and the buildings and the boxes pop in and the ground was dirt and the dirt, the ground pops in and then he says and it was also night and it goes dark and a wolf howls and I really love the way that it just populates as soon as you leave and it just looks it looks really cool. Yeah, but I found that was quite good and different in other parts of the game as well where he'd remember something and then it would appear. Yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. That was that was really good. You can see a medal that's spinning round just above you, so you collect that, and you get challenges throughout this, but I didn't really try to do any of the challenges, to be honest. I only had so much time to play this game. And we move left. So when you move on left, you move on to the next screen. So each screen is uh, fixed, isn't it? It doesn't scale around or anything. It's just fixed screens that you run on, very much like the original Metal Gears, and very much like other games like this. You know, It's not just Metal Gear that look like this, of course. And there's some boxes which you can destroy and you get cloth scraps. And as you get them, Jesse kind of explains what items do as he goes, doesn't he? Which is really nice. Yeah, it's dirty cloth. <laughs> yeah, dirty cloth. And it reminds me of Duke Nukem because he says, like, um, if he gets shot, cloth scraps will stop the bleeding and I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. And, and, sh- and there's other game mechanics uh, and it's a bit like Vagrant Story. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> Where there's a box that you hit and it slides over. Plus, there's a couple of guys in the cells sleeping. Um, obviously, it's night time. They're going to be asleep, right? And you can see the Zeds coming off, and you can hit them, and the guys will shout at you for waking them up. Stop it! Be quiet! Yeah. Did you punch any of the other crates, or just the different colored ones? Just the ones, the breakable ones. What happens if you hit other crates? Oh, if you hit the other crates, the interviewer stops you, and he says, why did you keep punching those crates? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that's cool. And I can't remember what he says, but Jesse, it's something like, oh, you know, the frustration of being in prison and locked up and stuff. I just needed to get it out, get it out of my system. So, yeah, because <laughs> I was like, maybe you can break those other crates. So I just kept punching them. And then the right. interviewer was like, why did you keep punching those crates? So then as we move down to a new area, this is where the story starts to build and you can manipulate the story. As you walk down, Jesse then says, I noticed the presence of, and then it stops and you can select one or two. And I selected one. What did you select? I selected two. Right, and then he saw for me, he said, I noticed the presence of one god. So for you, I assume you said two gods. Yeah. So how did you find defeating two gods from this point? Um, it was fine. I mean, they walk in a certain pattern, and then you kind of... Uh, I think I alerted one... Well, I alerted one by accident, um, and then just beat him up and then beat up the other guy. It was relatively straightforward. I did the same thing, I alerted the first car by accident. And if you do alert them, we'll build an experience, but you don't get any experience if you alert a guard and then have to take him out, which is a shame. Well, it, it forces you to be more stealthy. It does, yeah. So when we move down in the next area, there's a guard sneezing, and every time he sneezes, there's like a red circle appears around him. And I should have probably seen what happened, but I didn't let myself be within the red circle as he's sneezing. I walked into the red circle to see what it would do, and basically Jesse says, bless you. And then the guy gets alerted so, <laughs> and runs after you. Right. So, yeah, okay. if you walk into the circle, he says, bless you, and then alerts the guard. Right, okay. Which is quite funny. Speaking about being funny, when you move left, there's a guard who immediately says, I need to pee. And even though there's a toilet next to him, he just kind of turns around and does it in the alley, doesn't he? And you can sneak up behind him. Yeah. So if you go into the toilet, uh, that's for saving, of course. 
Yeah, that makes sense. If you use the toilet, it saves the game. There's actually a Twitter account, you know, about toilets in games and if they can be used or not. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Spend a penny. Yeah, it's just called At Game Toilets. That's a very niche Twitter. It is. It, they have more followers than us, though. Like cool. tenfold, nearly. I'm going to go check them out now. <laughs> so then as we move left, there's another window. But there's no Zeds coming out of it because it's either empty or someone's awake. But it turns out there's someone awake and they call us over. As Jesse gets there, a man introduces himself as Colonel Alan Harris. So that's totally Metal Gear, isn't it? Because it's Colonel uh, Roy Campbell and then Colonel Alan Harris. So then the Colonel asks Jesse for his rank. But he says he doesn't have one. He's civilian and is in here for a crime he didn't commit. Jesse asks the Colonel how to escape. And he tells him that he should probably try and use the sewer. And there must be one nearby because it stinks when it's hot. He tells Jesse to sleep during the day and move at night. However, he can't come along because he's been tortured and his legs won't hold up. However, if he brings Jesse a radio, he can assist him via that. The interviewer interrupts Jesse at this point and confirms that he said Harris because Harris was killed in action in an ambush about a month ago. So it drops back the game and we get a new mission, which is search for a radio. There's some boxes and they're just to the left. If you smash them, that's where the sewer's hiding. Not the sewer's hiding, but the, the sewer's located there under yeah. the boxes. Uh, as we move down, you get an explanation as for some red arrows that appear on the screen, and I really like this mechanic. Um, the red arrows on, off the screen show you which, how close and which direction the guards are facing, which is really nice to know. Yeah, I thought that was quite good because you don't have um, you don't have a radar like in Metal Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Now we move down, and there's two guards, and I found it easy to take out the first guy, but the second guy, I wasn't really too affair with the game's mechanics and I got spotted by him but I eventually figured it out mm. and after that there's another door to the right hand side if you go that there's a small computer area isn't there with three computers that you need to smash and take the circuits out of yeah but the first guard when you broke when you when you knocked out one of them when you searched him you f- he had the radio he had one radio did he well this yeah. is where I screwed up so I went through the entire thing right to the end and I got kind of stuck because I hadn't searched for anybody so I couldn't tell you what people had because I just ran around at the very end collecting all the stuff up. Oh, so you didn't get the coin. I got the coin, but I didn't get it later. Okay. A lot later. Yeah, the coin was good. But yeah, the radio, that first guard that you knock out, um, he has a radio. And then you go into the computer room and then you smash up the computer because it's a, um, an uncoded radio. or I can't think what it is. So the, the, unencrypted. Unencrypted, that's the one. So you need to get a, a microchip to attach to it. So... Obviously, you go in and smash up a computer and that'll get you the microchip to stick onto it. Well, of course. Just like Rick and Morty, when he steals all the chips from that hollow Yeah, aliens. but you need to make sure to smash up all three computers so you can get all the chips because you'll need another chip for another radio. Okay, so we leave them and we move on left and it's just a small rectangular area with two guards, one static and one patrolling. Well, what you do first though, what I did first is I added the chip onto the radio and then went back and gave it to the colonel. Colonel Alan Harris, and then he's like, you know, get one for yourself. Yeah. And then he says he'll call him when, when he gets his own radio. After you have your route to Harris, I guess you backtrack back to that area, you went left, and you went to the area with the two guards, one static, one patrolling. And I was starting to get the hang of it now, so I managed to take both of them out stealthily. Well, yeah, or you use the coin. So if you throw the coin, it's like guards can't resist a, a coin um, on the ground. And if you throw the coin, so if you equip the coin and you throw it, you flick it, the guard runs over and like, oh, a coin, and then you can just punch him when he's picking it up. 
Yeah, so you can use it as kind of a distraction. That's good. Um, then we move up, and there's another guard that you take out, and there's a second toilet, and you can save again in there. And now you get a pretty nice interaction, don't you, in the toilet? There's not a... Yeah, there's a guy um, taking a, a dump in the toilet. Yeah. And he has no toilet paper. So you can go into your menu, and you can equip your toilet paper and give it to him, can't you? And then the guy's like, oh, who are you? And he's like, oh... I don't recognize your voice. And he's like, oh, I'm lieutenant whatsoever. And then the guy's like, oh, sorry. Um, yes, mm-hmm. sir. But he also complains about the, the paper, doesn't he? Because he gives him his paper and he says, oh, no, what's this? It's one ply, unscented and unpanned. Yeah. And that's, uh, and then the guy, the Jesse Fox is like, oh, but that's what the prisoners use. Um, and that's why their their fingers smell or something like that. Yeah, so he says that's why their hands always smell. But then he also says to Jesse, you literally saved my ass. What did you do with that guy in the toilet? Did you just leave the room? No, I then bust the door down. You broke down the door and attacked a guard while he was on the toilet? Yeah. Did you bust the door down as well? I did, yeah. And then it goes back to the interviewer again. And he asks why you attacked the man on the toilet. Jesse replies, saying that he beat the shit out of him. Literally. And then, well, then then he asks if if Jesse's making a joke, and he says, "No, I literally beat the out of him." However, that toilet paper wasn't unscented anymore. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so, yeah. it's it's pretty funny this game. If we, if this is kept yeah. up throughout the whole game, it's going to be really quite fun to play. To be honest, yeah, I'd look forward to. I'd I'd play more of it because I thought it was very funny. So we move back out, you move up, and there's like a dog-legged area with a guard and another door. And you go in, it's more cells. Um, and, and this is where you get more world-building, and you go in, and you can decide if the guard is sleeping or alert. And I know you said you chose the harder one and the easier one. I choose easy both times. So yeah. presumably you selected that he was sleeping. I've selected he was sleeping this time, yes. Yeah, and he was about to get like a... What does Jesse say? He said there was a guard asleep, and he's about to get a rude awakening or something. Luckily, the guy was sleeping. That bastard was going to have a rude awakening. Mm. And yeah. then he just beat the crap out of him and knock him out. I can't remember what was in there now. Um, there's a guy in there that's locked up, isn't he? And, oh, no, there's a guy who's no, asleep. One, he's asleep. Yeah, there's a prisoner yeah. asleep. And I think you just you get something off the guard, don't you? Um, there's uh, a box as well, I think, in there where you get depleted uranium balls. Ah, yeah. That might be part of it. So we move out there and back up and there's a patrolling guard and his pattern almost seemed random to me so you gotta be quick to get in behind him. But then there's a box in the corner and you smash it and you get a healing kit and Jesse explains it again. These heal wounds and stop bleeding plus the regenerate life but I think they're like one use on that they're not like the, the cloths which can be reused over and over. Yeah. However when I came back through there later a guy was asking me for a cigarette and lights. Yeah, see, at this point, I think you had gone a bit... You, you seem to have gone a bit different to me because I was... Um, I had given the radio... I had gotten another radio at this point. Yeah, um, I hadn't and, yet. And then I, you were able to call um, Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's typical... This is typical game stuff. So again, it was a joke. Because um, Jesse's like, oh, I need some help, you know, where where I can find some rope. Um and the guidance that the colonel gives him is, there must be some around, search thoroughly. <laughs> That's, yeah, cheers, Captain Obvious. Yeah, but at least he's probably uh, meant to be Captain Obvious in this. Yeah. So if we move right, there's two guards, one of which has to be distracted. So I had to, like, punch a wall, run back over the over the screen line, and then as the guy was walking back, which you can tell by the arrows, ran back out 
and hit him. However, you probably just used a coin, right? Yeah, you used yeah. a coin trick. And I didn't have a coin. And that's the thing with the arrows. So if I stand on the other side of the screen, even though the guard would be looking directly at you, he doesn't actually see you. And I guess it would be unfair if he could, to be honest. Yeah. I did notice a bit of a bug though when I came back over. So when you turn around and I came in right, it's like you have almost a second of invisibility or something because the guard didn't spot me, even though I was kind of spawned on him. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. And I just beat him up. But that's probably because I was playing the game wrong. Actually, after I beat this guard, that's when I went level two. Did you manage to hit level two? Yeah. Yeah, did you go for Steel Fists or the, or the Speed? I went, for, I went for Steel Fists. Yeah, so did I. We play these games very similar, don't we? Beat these two guys, and if you go right, there's another cell, but this time the prisoner talks. He's not asleep, and he wants out, but Jesse won't free him because he's a criminal. Then they have an argument, and he's like, but you're also in here. Jesse tells him, I'm in here for a crime I didn't commit. And the prisoner tells him to keep the key in the key box, and a, and a box just suddenly appears, you know, as, as the world builds, and... You open the box, you get the key, and you first of all you go in the right hand cell if you want, don't you? And you can destroy the bed and you get a potty out the bed, I think. Yeah. And when you go back over to let the prisoner out, you use the key and then Jesse like snaps it off in the lock. But then to show that it has like a small sub-screen popping in on the screen, like with a with a basic animation. There was actually a game on the Amiga called Fire Force. I think I had talked about it previously actually in season one but in fire force it would do a similar thing when the guy would like put a knife in his boot it would like it would show this small sub screen where the knife goes into the boot and it just looks quite cool i like that sort of thing because it's like screens yeah. within screens to show extra stuff happening pretty cool so now we leave there and you go down and this is the area where two guards are telling jokes there's three guards in total and you can take the first guy without being spotted but then if you try and distract the other two guys it's quite good isn't it because they say um what was that noise was it a prisoner and the other ones is, no, why would a prisoner escape and be so noisy and they don't actually leave their post, but they will tell jokes between themselves and every time they laugh, that gives you a second or two to run past them. And if you run left and down, that takes you back to where the colonel is, so it's like one big loop. Yeah, well, I had a, a couple of things happen with me. And, well, on this, I tried the coin trick and one of the guys is like, and the other guy's like, oh, a coin. And then the other guy's like, are you serious? You're not going to fall for that trick, are you? You, you know, you'll go down to pick up that coin and then bang. <laughs> some some prisoner will, like, knock your lights out. Right. And they don't go for the coin. Right. Did you actually go right at that point? Because you can go right here. And that's where, for me, I went in there the first time. And Jesse went into the area and he went, oh, I came into this area and there was, oh, I forgot. And then the whole he thing was like, stopped. yeah, I, I reached a special place where I found something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. And it's just all quest- blue question marks. Everywhere, yeah. So I had to leave. Um, and that's when I ran around for a bit and I started to then, rem- I remembered you could loot the guards and I had to go all the way back to the start and start looting all the guards and collect all this stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a couple of things in there. Um, one of the guards, when you beat him up um, and you take something off him, it's an eye patch. And the yeah. guard is like, you stole uh, one eyed man's patch. Yeah. But then you can also say, oh, and I stole his eye as well or something. And he says, I like to roll it around in my hand to de-stress, something like that. So you get the eye patch and you find a stick and you combine the two and then that gives you a slingshot. So you can fire the depleted uranium balls that you've been collecting this entire time. So how did you defeat them two guards that were talking? Did you defeat them or did you not? Oh, no, you have to, I think, don't you? Yeah, I beat them up. Um, I ran in and beat them up. Yeah, I did the same. Well, I think I fired the uranium balls at him, first of all, then ran in and finished the other one by hand. And I, I lost quite a lot of health and how to use a health pack. 
I felt bad about beating them up though because I liked the guy's jokes because he was funny. Yeah, he was quite one funny. of his jokes was like, "Oh, a soldier asks his commanding officer for some leave because he was having a baby," and the commanding officer was like, "Yes, sure." Well, he asked him for the weekend off. So he comes in on Monday and the commanding officer was like, is it a boy or a girl? And the soldier says, I don't know yet. I'll find out in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. It's a good joke. And then um, another joke. He has only two jokes and he yeah. tells them over and over again. The other one was about, um, I think, a soldier, his um, commanding officer said, I found something in your drawer. What, what did you have in your drawer? And the soldier's like, nothing. I didn't put anything in there. And the commanding officer was like, it's a bottle of wine. And the soldier was like, oh, I put a bottle of water in there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I think once you've beat these guys and you have the weapon, that's probably when the boss spawns. So if you go yeah. back right to that area and he says, oh, now I remember it was that grenade guy. And then he says, I couldn't get to him. And the interviewer asks why. And he says, because it was a ditch which had spears and tentacles and bony arms but then as the interviewer sort of disregards them other things it's just it's a ditch and you have to fight the the grenade guy don't you and it comes up with like a versus picture yeah and it's almost like a like a fighting game doesn't it and it's like jesse versus grenade guy it's, it's like street fighter stuff. yeah it is it is it's really nice and yeah and then his name is grenade guy yeah he's called grenade guy and I actually died to him straight away because i only had a little bit of health um and like one grenade took me out yeah, I died a couple of times until I worked out how to, to get away from him rolling. So you just stand and he throws it where you're standing. Yeah. But sometimes you can't move. I couldn't move quickly enough by just right. running. So I just right. rolled. Then once you start rolling, it was easy. Well, the easiest thing to defeat him is to stand right at the front of the ditch, isn't it? And shoot him there. And did you notice when you hit him, he sounds like, I don't know, like a bit like a dinosaur or something. Yeah, he made a bit, weird bit, nice. bit funny. But anyway, you get yourself down to zero, and then you get some nice music, and it goes like, Boss Defeated. Which... Boss Defeated. It's quite good. And they have another conversation. Jesse says, I had to cross the bridge on the ditch, and the interviewer says... No, he says, oh, I, I then went and searched him, and the, guy, the interviewer was like, I thought you said you couldn't reach him. And he's like, oh, there was a bridge, and then a bridge appears. Yeah, but I didn't see the bridge type of thing. And you go get him, and you get a hook which combines with the rope. And I think you get the rope off the two guys telling the jokes. Yeah. Which means you can go back to the sewer and you can combine the rope and the hook and then escape off down the sewer. And then that's it. Uh, Jesse then says he lowered himself into the sewer and the demo ends at that point. So it was it was really thoroughly enjoyable, to be honest. Um, you get sort of an end of the screen. Uh, yeah, you get an end of the screen telling you more features of the game. And then the interviewer asks Jesse, what about the noose? And Jesse tells him, I'll tell you in the full game. Yeah, so the news joke continues. Did you get your experience and I got 14 out of 17 experience. So I guess the possible, the, the most experience you can get is 17. And zero out of one secrets. I didn't find any secrets. Were there secrets? Oh, I got less than you. I got 13 out of 17 and zero secrets. I think I might try and revisit that demo, to be honest. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I think I will be getting the full game as well. Yeah, I'd get the full game. It seems like just a fun game and, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously either, which is No, good. it doesn't. But it's it's like rock-solid gameplay with nice mechanics. Um, the gods actually seem like they've got a higher IQ than Metal Gear's gods because they actually do quite search out quite far for you, you know? They don't just search one little circle. They'll come onto the next screen looking for you. Yeah, and if you're bleeding, it leaves drops of blood and they follow that. Right. I think that's what I noticed. 
Right, okay, that's good. Before you heal yourself. Yeah. No, I think I would play it. I, I think, you know, it's a clever, it's clever. And I like the humor and I like the the way it is a parody of, of Metal Gear, but it's a parody of a lot of other things as well. It is, yeah. Like shit sort of general 80s pop culture, really, A-team and whatnot. Or it's like Hot Shots, the video game. So before we go tonight, this is, you know, we've been recording this longer than I thought. I thought this might only last about 20 minutes, so that's, that's quite nice in a way. If you didn't like this, if you, well, I guess we'd, we'd like some feedback. Did you like this sort of, this if you, short? If you, this if you didn't like this, why did you listen to it for 20 minutes or however long this is? Uh, go and have be, a word with yourself. Be, it's going to be at least half an hour, but feed us back on Twitter. Do you like it? Did you not? Uh, send us an email. Replay at gmail.com. Uh, okay, so finally, to sign off the podcast do you have a mailing quote prepared at all since this is a mid-season metal gear break no i don't have any metal gear quotes in a, oh. in a mailing uh, mid-season break uh, i'm not putting mailing quotes into a, another game do you have any of your own personal michael advice um no i was just <laughs> trying to think from you know try not to get um imprisoned for a crime you didn't commit and the noose i'll tell you in the full game.